Shalom everybody, welcome back. We're continuing with this discourse from Rav Nossin, uh section Evan Ezer, the laws of, of marital relationships, like we saw, you know, wh- who a coin is allowed to marry, etc. Uh, discourse number three, we're now starting paragraph 30, Si'if Lamid. Just one point from what we mentioned in the last class, that you see Rav Nossin, is making a major differentiation between the Kohen on one side and the Levites and the Israelim on the other. And it's as if the Kohen has like an upper status, which he does, right? And it begins to make you feel, so he is the one to strive for, to be like, to emulate. But you can't if you're not a Kohen. You have to be born a Kohen in order to be, to, to be able to be a Kohen and to have those rights. So it makes you to feel like some type of un fairness, like some type of a racism if you want to say, you have some people because of who they are, who they are because of, from how they're born, so they have an upper hand, so the answer is you have this in life you see this a lot people have different roles, to explain you have for example, these people who are like were born religious born in holiness born in like Measharim, let's say and you have these people all life getting up on time for davening and if they're real tzaddikim getting up every night at midnight, and they never miss a night for getting up at midnight, and they never miss a day getting up for nets, shacharit, and these people are like, like, on, like clocks, they're always, everything's fixed and organized. And you see other people plotting, plotting just to get up in the morning to daven on time, just to be able to be normal and to be structured. So you begin to wonder, you know, these people... Like, everything is made for them. The tzaddik came, everything's going fine and dandy. And other people, they're having ups and downs. You begin to wonder, maybe I'm in the wrong ball game. And if I am, so what value is my service? So here, what we saw in the last paragraph, Rav Nosen says, the Levites and the Israelite, Israel, Israelites, the Israelim of the Jewish people, their job is what's called berurim, to clarify, to sift out, to sift out from the difficulty and to elevate it. Once it's sifted out, and elevated, then the Kohanim can take it and re- re- reconnect it to its root. What does it come out of all this? Everyone has a different job here. Everyone has a different different job here. The Kohanim, their job is important. They have a high status. But their status and their job is of no value if there's no Levites and there's no Israelim. If there's nothing to, to reconnect to its root from being clarified. So, so what value is the Kohen? What value is the direct voice of God if there's no echo, and from the echo, like we said at the beginning of this class, to reconnect to Hashem. You need everyone in this picture. The Kohanim are needed, the Levites are needed, the Israelim. The person is going through ups and downs, and in this process, he's managing to clarify, to lift up some good here, to make melodies from his life, from his ups and downs in his life. He's making melodies. That's a value. That has a value. The other guy, who's consistent and everything, it could be, he's like the Kohen. His job is to take afterwards what you manage to sift out from your ups and downs. He's able, because of his, his consistency and his solid uh, approach and solid, his solid situation, he's able to bring it to, to the source e- easily. But everyone is needed here, okay? Rav Nosin, his concern in this discourse is the Levites, the work of melody. Because we see the average, the majority of people are not so fixed. You have one 
and like 5,000 people, one in 1,000, I don't know what the ratio is, but in the religious Jewish world, not everybody is such a big tzaddik that they're able to be up on time in the morning and wake up at midnight every night at Chatzot and cry over the temple and have consistency. Not everybody's like that. The majority of people are not like that. Rav Nosin is addressing those people to show the importance of what they're doing and specifically in that context to relate, to connect the concept of the Tikkun Aklali, the ten types of song. So watch what Rav Nosin says here now. Here, after Rav Nosin, in the past paragraphs, he got a bit, you know, too constricted. He went into very details and intricacies and people could have lost the flow of the point. So at this point now, Rav Nosin goes back to show the whole picture again with everything that came from all these teachings which are like introductions to what he wants to say now. So Rav Nosin says like this, paragraph Lamed, Sif Lamed in this discourse. V'chen and this is also how it is in the world at large, in the world in general. In the world at life and at large, in life, the main service that a person does his entire life. Okay, what is going to come to say? What? And by extension, not just in your personal life, but the whole service of God of the whole existence and time in this world amazing Avnosin gives us like, like a perspective and a rule Okay, everything, all the service and work that we're doing in this world in our personal lives and in the whole world itself everything is the concept of clarifications Berurim that we are able to sift out, clarify, cleanse the holy sparks, the holy sparks from the depths of the husks, the depths of the evil klipot, of the evil realm. That's our whole job here. Our job here is not to, you know, just to be in Gan Eden. Our job here in this world is we have to sift out, we have to go to the domain of evil. Each person in their lifetime, they have many, many challenging situations many like uh, like life to death situations also major critical situations you know traumatic situations and all of them is to bring a person into close proximity of danger zone why because his job is to elevate the good from there that's why we're here in this world that's the whole idea of this world that Darizal teaches and Rav Nosen brought this in the beginning of this discourse that in the beginning of the creation there was what's called a shattering of the vessels Shreta Kelim where because of the shattering, which the Kabbalah discusses, there's holy sparks spread throughout the entire creation, and it's our job as Jews to elevate them. Rav Nosen says elsewhere, this explains why you can find a Jew anywhere, from the jungles of Africa to Alaska, Timbuktu, from the places and scenarios you least expected, you can find a Jew there, a, a scent and a trace of a Jewish heart, a Jewish neshama, a Yiddish, a Pintalayid anywhere. Why? He's sent there to elevate sparks. He's only there. What? What is a Jewish mashgiach doing on a tuna factory on a ship in the middle of Alaska, the sea next to Alaska, in the middle of nowhere? What's he doing there? He, he's there in order to say a bracha there, to elevate some holy spark, to meet somebody, to to connect to somebody, or to, to, to visualize a situation. Something needs him to complete it, to elevate the holy spark there. Rav Nosen says that elsewhere, he's saying it here also, that our work in this world is to collect holy sparks. 
So, but it doesn't mean. So, if that's the case, I'll go lechatchila. I will go with the initial attitude into the evil to fight battle, to go to the evil in order to collect all these sparks. You're in danger if you do that. Let heaven determine and decide the scenario that they send to you, not that you decide, okay, it's war, it's battle, I'm going out. No, it comes to you. Heaven determines, ah, now this situation is ready for this person, let's join them together now. Let, let heaven do the decision making in, in, in giving the scenarios to elevate sparks, and not you, because how do you know that you'll succeed in this endeavor, in this situation, that you put yourself in major danger, who says you come out. Not always does a person succeed in elevating the Holy Sparks. There are times a person gets sucked in to the klipa, to the evil realm, and doesn't succeed elevating the holiness. So it comes from heaven. And he says now, Rav Nosen, just to go back, everything in life is for this purpose, to elevate holy sparks from the depths of the evil forces. Shehem bechinat Yagon Vanacha. Rav Nosen, in our context, let's call it a different word. Another word for the klipot is sadness and sorrow. The sadness and sorrow is our, the klipot. Period. Okay? Our job is we, we're sent into situations which can poten- potentially bring us to sadness and sorrow. Our trick, our mission, is not to fall into that trap, to bring out the good and be happy from that situation. Okay, where we turn, we're sent in these situations, in these evil forces, the evil uh, husks, which are called sadness and sorrow, and we're able to transform the sadness and sorrow into joy. Unbelievable. Rosen says, and all of the clarifications. How were they made? How do you do the clarification? It specifically says through the concept of the ten types of song, which if we want to explain on a practical level, is the actual recitation of the ten psalms known as the Tikkun Aklali. However, he is expanding and calling it a concept. There's a concept of the ten types, types of song, which, is that, which was the work of the Levites, that through the Levites singing, used in the temple, using the ten types of song, Rodos is going back to the whole story and the, and his insights in the Levites and the Kohanim and the Beit HaMikdash. He just uses this point. The Levites were involved in the ten types of song in the temple, right? Through that, they were able to mitigate any harsh judgments of this world. The person is bringing a sacrifice, okay? With the sacrifice and with his intent behind it, there was, there was sin. He's bringing a sin offering, a korban chatat, let's say, okay? So there was sin which means there was some judgment attached to this person and the animal. The judgment in the person and the animal have to be mitigated. How is it sweetened? Through the song that the Levites sing at the time of the sacrifice. That's what mitigates the dinim. Because it connects, look what he says here, they're able through the ten types of song to sweeten the judgments and to, to connect and to reunite the direct voice, sorry, the... the, the the bounced second voice that we spoke about so many times already in previous classes, the bounced echo voice to reconnect it to the direct voice of God. That's what the Levites did. That's what we can accomplish through the Temptites of Song. Just on a practical level, what it means is that when a person maintains a positive attitude in the situations he's being faced with, and it's not easy. We, we're, we're speaking now very theoretically. Right? It's, we know it's not easy, but this is the goal. The goal to get out of the situation is by being positive. 
by looking for something happy to motivate you in the situation for good, that's how you get out of the situation. And that's hard because when, when a person's hit with a traumatic situation, with a stressful, difficult, panicky, you know, uh, phobia, whatever, so the person goes wild. There's nothing to be happy about. All my life is now down the drain. My life is ruined. A person sees everything negative and he can't see anything positive. He just has, if he's lucky, in his subconscious, the idea is that he learned so much when things were okay if you be positive you'll get out of it if you be positive if you be if you look for the good you'll find the situation that's all a person has when he's fit when he's faced with a difficult situation is his reflex to turn to his subconscious ideas that he works on a lot frequently of finding the good that he calls the 10 types of song so this is the idea of the of the of the of the living playing the music which is the concept of the ten types of songs, which mitigated the judgments in the temple by the sin offering being offered from the, the person bringing the sin offering, reconnecting him and it, which is the idea of connecting anything from the voice of the echo, which is from this world, where this is the domain of sin, temptation of falling into negativity, into sadness, and to turn it into happiness by connecting it to the direct voice of God, the Word of God, by finding the Word of Hashem, the sound of Hashem, the message of Hashem within everything happening in the echo. That's the goal. That through this attitude, to this procedure, a person is able to transform the sadness and sorrow into joy, as we mentioned earlier. Okay, that's the work of this world and our life in this world. But in the future world, in time to come, when the clarification will be completed totally, that's why Mashiach, the, the future world is called the future world, because it's, it's, a, it's a term meaning there's no longer any need for this world attitude. Everything now becomes the future world. What is it, what, what's the transmission, transition between this world and the future world? It's that there's no longer what's called Beruch. No longer need to sift out and clarify from the sadness and sorrow to bring it to joy. No, 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 no everything will be joy already. Bikuyam, and then it will be fulfilled. Bilaha mavet la netzach, umacha Hashem elokim dima me'al kol panim. It's a verse from Zechariah, chapter 13. That Hashem will swallow up the death forever, and Hashem will wipe, Hashem the Lord will wipe off any tears from any face. No more sadness. That's what it means. No more death and sadness, which we said earlier are synonymous. And another verse, right? And also, the spirit of impurity, Hashem says, I will pass from the land, will no longer exist. That means there will be no challenges to sift out good from bad anymore. Then in the future world, there will be no need anymore for, for any clarification for any activity and work at all in order to sift out. Because like, like the, the verse reads, like the, the sages expound on the Gemara and Eruvin, page 22, they say like this, Doing mitzvot is today. Today is referring to this world, this life that you have here. The Gemara says there in Eruvin 22, Today to do, the verse says in Dvarim, chapter 7, and not lamacha, not tomorrow to do them. We do today. You don't push off, I'll, I'll become a better Jew at the end of my life, or in the next world I'll be okay. It's today to do. Vaz, 
Yeah, Yom Shikolo Shabbat. And then, in the future world, will be no other, no activity. It will be a day that is entirely Shabbat. Which means what? Shikola Berurim, Shizacha Kolechad Levarer, Lefi Bechinato, Lefi Avodato, Vetichato Babodat Hashem. That each person commensurate to how much he, he, he was able to clarify that he merited, each person merited to clarify according to who he was, according to like the situation and scenario that a person put a person up. Hashem made this guy born from a non-religious family and he had to struggle from that to come out to try to connect to Hashem. Another person as a Gentile, another person with a mixed up family, with an upside down family, with an upside down upbringing, an orphan, whatever, each person with their story, whatever they have, or even someone who had a normal upbringing, but there wasn't any challenges and he was living a life a falsehood, and then then became opened up to real Judaism, to real connection of God, and then he started having challenges. Everything is through challenge, though, ultimately. Don't forget, the Kohen represents someone who's okay already, as opposed to the average person who's Levites and Israelites who have always the work of clarifying from the sadness and sorrow into happiness, okay? So he's going back to saying that then, in the future world, According to how much you worked on clarifying already in this world, how much you struggled, your toils in serving Hashem and trying to serve Hashem, okay, that will determine, that's the commensuration of how much you merit to clarify. Based on how much you succeeded in clarifying, where again, it's not necessarily that you made it, but that you're always in the challenge and you kept on going. Okay, you kept on going to try to, to seek another way how to come closer, how to be better, even if you kept on falling. This all adds up to, as berurim, as clarifications. Commence it to all that. That's so too. That is how. Each person commence it to their level where they reconnect to their upper source, upper root, which is the idea of the world to come, which is the idea of Shabbat. Which is the idea of the direct voice that we spoke about initially, the initial voice of God at the beginning of creation. Our goal is to reconnect to that voice. And that this is the root of all the joy and all of the life force of all the worlds. And that's what our goal is in this world to reconnect to.